You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. So, uh, what are we smoking this week, Brad? We got another Batwing freaking cigar here. Yeah, I'm starting to see that as a trend. I wonder <laughs> if, like, somebody just had a whole bunch of these, uh... I, I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, because the name of the cigar is Heaven or Hell, so this looks like, you know, some kind of Lucifer wings or something uh, uh, to that effect. Um, yeah, it's, uh... You know, he- although, Heaven you know, and Hell, not Heaven... Or hell, but <laughs> close enough. Well, so I said heaven or hell because I was expecting like to un you know do the wrapper or something and then be like ah that's the light side of the cigar. No, that's not it at all. <laughs> it is uh, a whole separate cigar. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's we are smoking the heaven and hell oscuro, and they also have a claro where the claro has a. Uh, uh, Connecticut wrapper on it, you know, and it has where the, I guess the hell version that we have has like bat wings on the uh, cigar band. The lighter cigar has like angel wings. So you get, you know, you get, uh, so, but they have the same. It's a cigar equivalent of angels and demons. Yeah. But the blend of the cigar is the same. Uh, like the Oscuro version has, uh, you know, Nicaraguan uh, Maduro wrapper uh, over a Mexican San Andreas binder and Honduran fillers where, like I said, the Clara one has that uh, Connecticut uh, lighter colored wrapper over the same Mexican San Andreas and Honduran fillers. It's got a good flavor profile. Definitely, definitely Nicaraguan, you know. It's got a bit, wow, <laughs> a bit of earth and spice. It's got a bitch of spice. <laughs> Just a wee bitch, not not a whole bitch, a wee bitch. Yeah, kind of a medium uh, cigar so far, but yeah, I like this kind of. Yeah, I would almost say oily Nicaraguan Maduro. Maybe medium, medium plus on on this guy. I mean. I'm I'm kind of expecting it to open it up. I mean, we're here. We are just getting into the first third, so we'll she see how she holds up as we go. Is it going to be hell or is it going to be heaven? Well, I'm Only I'm typically a big fan, you know, of of Oscars stuff. I mean, you know, we we've smoked the leaf, we've smoked the superfly, uh, we did the whatever the Back to the Future cigar was. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it was actually called. Like the 19... 19- oh, the McFly. Yeah, the McFly. Um, dude definitely knows his cigars, and if you ever have an opportunity to attend um, an Oscar event, I highly recommend it if he's going to be there in person, because that dude is a fucking riot. <laughs> uh, and, uh, speaking of heaven and hell, uh, we're 
I don't know how this ties in, but we're going to talk about Indiana Jones. We're going to give them hell, Indiana Jones. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) We're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Pick of Destiny. No, that was a different movie. Dial of Destiny. That's it. (laughs) I was like, we got spears, we got picks, we got dials. There's a lot of fucking Destiny uh, objects. I mean, you just never know which object holds the true destiny. And if you've got to fight off Nazis, call in the Strike Force, StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Gives you some nice little tin pouches of energy that you can travel through time with. Yeah, that sounds right. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's time to go on an adventure. Which I find like anytime we're like on vacation or somewhere, like we go out to Rome and I'm like, I start humming that song as we're like heading out on, it's like the quintessential like adventure song. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, there's going to be an adventure and eventually a saga and the saga is just going to continue and never end. (laughs) Oh yeah. They do another one. It's like, Fucking Indy will be like, you know, in a wheelchair or something, like on his rascal exploring the uh the tombs and shit. I mean, I just hope when I'm this age, I'm able to still do some of the shit like Did I know adults that are a lot younger than him and like just some of the walking scenes they would struggle with. <laughs> Not even doing anything else, just walking. <laughs> yeah, it was like I gotta say, before we even get into, like, the details of it, Disney has fucking perfected the de-aging digital stuff. Like, it does not look like a CGI character. Like, and because, like, the first... It's not even, like, a short, like, flash... I guess it is a flashback, but... It, it's, like, a good, like, what, 20? Hell, 30 minutes of the movie is set in... Kind of, like, the original film time, like, back in the uh, the 40s. And it's like, you know, him as you saw him, like when the you know first movies came out, fighting Nazis. And it looked Damn like Nazis. it looked pretty legit. I mean, some of these whatever digital de-aging like looks like fucking CGI, like you're looking at a fake ass character. But this looked pretty damn good. I mean, the only thing is when they do that de-aging, it's still... Harrison Ford vo- voicing it, so it you know, sounds like an 80-year-old 80 80 old man, but looks like, you know, 40-something, 30-something Harrison Ford. <laughs> so his voice isn't quite what it was in the original movies, but... Uh, but it, you it, know it, what? I didn't... He looked like he should have uh, in that time period. I mean, you know, I didn't go into this to try to pick it apart or anything, but, you know, I really didn't even... 
notice like you know the 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 voice or the inflection or anything else like i I wasn't really you know that or maybe i I was just thinking okay it's it's older indiana narrating you know something from his (laughs) youthhood or something like oh yeah because harrison ford is getting more and more like clint eastwood every day (laughs) he just has that that old man voice is uh is getting there trying to figure out where they look the buzzing is <laughs> it might have been my phone I don't hear it now that I've taken it off the table that's a lot less distracting now yeah, as soon as we give up on it it'll pop back up <laughs> that or you know the zoom will actually die I'm just waiting on it to like go up in a puff of smoke oh, yeah uh, for <laughs> those that don't follow us on Instagram and saw the pictures I'm a big dumb animal, and last week when I was recording, I got up to turn the AC on after we got done recording and tripped over a power cord, and Zoom fell off the table and exploded. What is a Zoom, you might ask? It's a portable, handy, you know, recorder. Which is what we record this show on, and yeah, it, uh, well, fortunately it still works, but the body is, like, all jacked up, and we're going to need to get that thing fixed before it's looking a little on. bit like indiana you before, know the body's yeah. not what it used to be but it still functions the guts are still there <laughs> just yeah not uh doesn't look as good as it once did ah good times uh and this... i don't know what did you expect out of this film before we get into spoilers did you expect the passing of the torch eh well i thought well if we go back to crystal skull I thought that's what we had then, was it was going to be, they were trying to pass it on to, you know, Shia LaBeouf's character, who turned out to be Indiana Jones' son, and maybe have him, like, more of a, like, Sean Connery-type role in, like, you know, a future film, maybe, where he's, like, old, old man, and, you know, son son's the uh, swashbuckling uh, adventurer and has to come back and get some help, but no, we get straight up Indiana Jones movie, which I, I did not expect him to be do, doing as much shit as he, he did in, in this one. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, it, I mean, this may be one of those where they're, they don't pass the torch. Like when he's done and like just the, the saga is done, they're like, no, we're not recasting. We're not rebooting. Could this be like the one franchise that is like, too uh precious to reboot i mean everything else has gotten rebooted and re you know fucking replaced uh with younger actors and shit is is indiana jones the one they're like nah dude like we do that like the fucking everyone will riot (laughs) i mean that is but dude there's been i mean i mean they did that with star wars people would have said the same thing about star wars you know from the original trilogy and then we started getting into episodes 9 10 11 15 so on and so forth like i mean they did that with uh the solo movie you know recasting different younger actor and it didn't do as well (laughs) i mean i didn't think it was that bad i thought it was more of like the whatever last uh last jedi or whatever the one that came out right before that that everyone hated that was more of the kind of issue with that movie not being successful but yeah it's like just don't know if they can uh (laughs) i don't know i kind of part of me wants to say that you know 
this seems like the final movie. But who knows? Like, I mean, that's what they've said is, is like, this is the final movie. <laughs> but yeah, like, but whether or not they reboot it or something, you know, it has yet to been. I mean, they did. Did you ever see the Indiana Jones TV show, like, way back in the day? A little bit. Like, somebody had that on VHS. Like, they they recorded it <laughs> off of the TV onto VHS. Yeah, I don't... Like, I've, I've not looked to see if it's streaming anywhere. It was pretty good, and it was like, you know, Indiana Jones, like, as a young man. It was... They usually either had him as a kind of a teenager or a young adult in like world war one, you know, like as like, and I could see him doing something like that, but just kind of redoing like the original, like temple of doom and all that shit. But with a different actor, I'm like, yeah, they try to do that reboot. I don't think, I think this might be one of the people were like, nah, bro, we're <laughs> fuck this shit. I mean, that was probably my only thing is, you know, they they went hard on the nostalgia factor in this film. Which, I mean, you know, I, I, I get to some degree, but at the same time, I was anticipating this being that passing of the torch and, you know, finally seeing, you know his role retired or something, but that's not at all what we got. Yeah. Homeboy's grabbing his hat at the end. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I felt like they, this is like the first Indiana Jones movie, not directed by Steven Spielberg either. It was uh, directed by James uh, Mangold and Spielberg. Uh, and I, I will say like, I, I kind just, of uh, EPs. I kind of felt that, too. Like, you know, you think back to Spielberg, you know, or Spielberg, and, you know, the scenes of, like, the giant rolling boulders, and, like, this one here, like, yeah, there was, there was good action, but it wasn't, like, larger than life in, in some regards, like the older films. Yeah, but maybe, I mean, well, when we get there, the... the end of the movie was pretty pretty fucking big and epic <laughs> yeah time travel and all that stuff that was another thing too I was like fucking time travel man isn't this kind of weird for Indiana Jones but I'm like oh no never mind cause like hell the first movie they're they're looking for the arc and then we had uh, you know supernatural elements are not unheard of in Indiana Jones's world <laughs> so I was like I was like fucking yo time travel that I'm like uh never mind we had like you know portals to hell and fucking alien spaceships and I'm like yeah yeah this just fits right into the <laughs> Indiana Jones lore why why am I like uh you know concerned about uh you know fucking time travel I just I I'm just a little bit upset because you know as a young kid watching stuff like Indiana Jones and you know, adventure movies, I thought for sure quicksand was going to be a much bigger <laughs> problem in life than what I've encountered thus far. Maybe you just got to be, like, in the jungles to, to hit quicksand. <laughs> but that was kind of the other thing, too. Like, um, you know, I, I mean, there's always a puzzle, you know, sort of to 
pieced together. I mean, that's archaeology. Archaeology. Yeah. yeah Neither one of us can pronounce that. Yeah. That word. Yeah. That that thing. Um, you know, piecing everything together to form a a big picture and actually, you know, get an understanding of you know the past and that sort of thing. But you know, I kind of miss like the booby traps and you know that sort of thing like because yeah, we only really had that one booby trap where they like enter the room and it's like full of methane and they got to figure out the the fucking water displacement. displacement trap to to get out of there i mean yeah we didn't have any like giant rolling boulders like most of the are you know poison arrows was, or... uh, was via either uh moroccan uh gangsters or uh you know alabama nazis <laughs> Definitely the Nanzis. <laughs> uh, Not to be confused with the Nazi party, you know, N O T S E E. I mean, know. I kind of want to go watch uh, what's the the fucking Brad Pitt movie now? Inglorious Bastards. The way you keep saying Nazi, Nazi. <laughs> That's one of those films, dude. If I'm scrolling through TV and you know it's on one of the movie channels, like you just automatically stop. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, I'm now streaming this. I'm going to light a cigar and, uh, you know, <laughs> drink some bourbon. I know what I'm doing for the next two hours. And I like the um, the previous movie was set in, like, was it the 50s? Where this one's set in 69. Because <laughs> it's our, yeah, I think that's when we went to yeah. the movie. It's like, you remember the summer of 69? <laughs> they wrote no. a whole song about it. <laughs> but, yeah, the whole how they tied in, like, because they've always kind of done a good job, these movies, of tying in, like, actual historical stuff. And when you get to the present, I guess, or, well, present in the movie tense, not in our tense, because it starts off uh, in the uh, waning years of World War II, because Indy and uh, his uh, partner there are trying to find some items that Hitler's taking. Cause you know, Hitler really was like obsessed with like the paranormal and like supposedly was looking for the spear of destiny. And they actually show it in like the fucking, like one, uh, um, mids Maxlin who ends up being our like bad guys. Like it's fake. They're like, what? Like, do you want to go tell the Fuhrer it's fake? Or we just, did we just shut the fuck up about it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. But they find, like, half of the dial of destiny, which is supposed to do, which is like a, some, like, clockwork computer-looking thing, like, you know, thousands of years before clockwork, you know, because Arch was Archimedes was, like, apparently a fucking genius and made, like, lasers and shit back in the 17, or, you know, 1700 BC or whenever the fuck that was. <laughs> a long, long time ago. <laughs> I took American history. <laughs> Anything that happened before 1776 was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I feel like that's a good closing statement. Fuck, that's a wrap. (laughs) Uh, Indiana Jones is now irrelevant. uh, But yeah, um, and also like, you know, kind of tying into real history. Mad Mads Mikkelsen, uh, who is uh, Jurgen Voller, uh, is now working for the U.S. government. 
because if anyone who's familiar with uh, Operation Paperclip, that's when we basically took a whole bunch of German scientists after the war and said, hey, we won't prosecute you for war crimes if you come work for us. You know, NASA was started by a whole lot of ex-Nazis. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They only managed to change around a couple of letters, too. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, so, yeah, they took all these, like, fucking literal rocket scientists. Uh, and, no like, wonder they keep talking about still this thing called the space race. <laughs> the, okay. it's, it's no longer about, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes. It's about, you know... Damn aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh... The Space Fjord. <laughs> you ever seen that movie Iron Skies? I felt like I have. Oh, it's what a... about a lot, a, a lot of the warplanes, right? No, it's about Nazis on the moon. Okay, no. It's like uh, apparently uh, at the end of World War Two, a bunch of Nazis like fled the Earth and landed on the dark side of the moon, and like have and there's like a whole like German uh, uh, fucking uh, base on the far side of the moon that we can't see planning to uh, come back and you know invade the earth <laughs> but that was one thing that always you know really kind of surrounded you know was the obsession with nazis and the occult like i i don't you know i mean even even more so i mean i i think wolfenstein originally got a lot of their ideas and stuff from you know just <laughs> Anything to try to get ahead. I got the uh, kind of the plot point of the, of of like it kind of feels good that we're fighting Nazis again because it's like that's the first three Indiana Jones movies. It's the fucking Nazis are the bad guys, and then like the Crystal Joe, Skull. The Nazis are always going to be the bad guys, but like. And the Crystal Skull was set in the 50s. We weren't fighting Nazis, so it was like the Russians. Uh, so it's like, ah, we're back to fighting Nazis. This feels like, you know, like old times. <laughs> like when Indiana Jones meets that guy, he's like, hey, you still a Nazi? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm from Alabama with my German accent. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> you look familiar. Got way too many teeth to be from Alabama. Let's just go ahead and uh, you know call that like we see it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, he's. But still... just like so much Alabama, them Nazi trees don't have very many uh, branches. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, his whole like thing is he thinks this uh, Archimedes uh, dial or whatever will allow time travel, and he's like, I've. Hitler, like, you know, was doing too much meth. I've, I've figured out all his mistakes. I want to go back in time and kill Hitler and take his place and become, like, the new Hitler. And uh, this time, you know, we'll, we'll I'll win. be Hitler. <laughs> I'll be Mecha Hitler. <laughs> Wasn't that one of the Wolfenstein uh, bosses? I sort of feel like that absolutely would would have been a thing. Robo Hitler or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's always like, you know, whether it's Wolfenstein, whether it's Mecha Godzilla, like, I, I mean, 
you know that that's next you know before you get to the final end game that that's after your helicopter battle in in video games you gotta get some form of a a mecha uh, we got that cool uh horse versus motorcycle car chase through the streets of of new york during a during a parade for the uh apollo astronauts and it it was kind of cool too cuz like you see indy like teaching and whatnot now and it's like uh uh like everyone's like ignoring him cuz it's moon day and it's like that's kind of how like everyone got went from being upset, obsessed with like the past to obsessed with fucking space <laughs> it was like you know, this was like where we made the jump from like you know historical fiction to sci-fi fiction what comes after space buttholes in space <laughs> or inner space that was a good movie that was a good movie I'll give you that <laughs> oh I don't know maybe the, the, the train you know scene maybe that was our giant you know rolling rock that we were you know saying we, we missed out on yeah the whole like you know fight scene on a on the top of a train doing the when the as they're getting it felt like a playing like that old uh, dude like, I kind of feel like that would have been like a Red Dead Redemption or a, you know I was thinking uh, remember the uh, old was it Medal of Honor before like Call of Duty and shit yeah I remember Medal of Honor that that seems like some of those games where you're like you know the fucking air raids are happening around you and shit but yeah that, when the when the uh, train gets bombed and like the fucking anti-aircraft gun is still going off and it's like shooting like down the like just fucking people up down the down the line of the train. Although I did kind of like you know Harrison's line there where it's uh, all right, quick this way away from the Nazis, but there's Nazis there too. <laughs> like... <laughs> We're surrounded by Nazis toward the big gun. <laughs> oh. So yeah, fast forward to the 60s and we get uh Helena Shaw, uh who's you know Jones's goddaughter and uh the daughter of, you know, his partner there who apparently went crazy cuz he was obsessed with uh, figuring out the dial and thought it was dangerous and she comes back like, "Oh, I'm just a uh, uh I I I'm going to be an archaeologist myself and I just graduated and I'm writing my thesis paper and I'm doing it on the dial like can you show it to me because i know my father like sent it to you and then she turns out she's just a uh i'm broke i'm drowning in student loan debt i need money <laughs> i'm a seller of antiquities where you know only fans is not an option at this point <laughs> yeah where where jones was always like this belongs in a museum she's the like you know the kind of the the grave robbing-esque side of archaeology where it's like let me find things and then sell them to the highest bidder <laughs> One thing about this movie, though, it kind of felt like they. When we get to the end, we'll bring it brings it back around. But kind of like the complaint I had with Clerks Three, where they gave Dante a happy ending and then completely fucked it up in the next movie. I felt like they kind of did that to Indiana Jones, like where Crystal Skull is, which wasn't a great movie, ended with him finally reconnecting with Marion, getting married, finding out he has a son, and you know them kind of going off on family adventure, maybe. 
fast forward now, he's not divorced yet. He's in the process of getting divorced. His son apparently went and joined uh, the military and died in Vietnam. And he is just like no longer like swashbuckling action dude. He's like old man, like teaching, like getting ready to retire. Just fucking dude sleeping in his, uh, his lazy boy uh, and yelling at the neighbors, get off my damn lawn. I was like, dude, this is fucking Indiana Jones. He's like, but like, he's all sad and shit. <laughs> it's like sad Indy. <laughs> I was like, you gave him like a, if we did not get any more movies, they gave him a good happy ending. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, we got to fuck all that shit up before the, the, to give him something to fight for in the next movie. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Can you not just like, let him start happy and get happier. You know, <laughs> fuck with him during the, the, the hero's journey. But yeah, it's like, they just kind of had to, and like you're talking about passing of the torch. It felt like they set that up in the last movie and then they just, fucking killed off Shia LaBeouf. I mean, even if you didn't like the actor, you could always recast the actor, but they're like, no, we're eliminating that character altogether. And we're going to, yeah, give him a new, uh, relative that we'd never heard of. <laughs> oh, come on. You've heard of Wombat. Wombat leaving the cave. <laughs> Wombat out over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently, uh, his son was killed and, you know, Marion, you know, couldn't take it and they fell apart. And we get sad Indy just drinking whiskey and sleeping in his Barker lounger. <laughs> Dude, do not knock a good Barker lounger, okay? <laughs> you ever slept in one? Not recently. <laughs> yeah, when's, it's probably the last time you had a good sleep. I wouldn't doubt it. I remember my grandpa, like, he had sleep apnea back in the day before, like, you know, treating sleep apnea. He, he didn't even have, like, a bed in his room. He would, like, sleep in a fucking lazy boy because he, like, could breathe easier if he was see- sleeping slightly elevated. I'm like, dude, well, you could always just get you one of those, like, you know, fucking motorized beds. I'm like, nah. Those ships are expensive. <laughs> All I need is my, <laughs> my lazy boy. used to have one just see how many times we could flip it over backwards before we start getting yelled at <laughs> yeah i mean we i don't think we've reached that age of like the uh the afternoon uh sleeping in the because <laughs> I, I know my other grandparents it was like get up have breakfast and sometime like you know before lunch it's like oh sleep in my, my recliner also because you know they were drunks and would have uh yeah mimosas and bloody mary's for breakfast so uh, that's yeah why they were always taking that you know nap before lunch (laughs) i mean i fucks with a mimosa in the morning time you can have all the bloody mary's but (laughs) that was a rule you couldn't drink hard drinks before lunch you know so if you're going to drink during breakfast time it had to be breakfast drinks screwdrivers mimosas uh bloody mary's (laughs) something with a citrus in it (laughs) Yeah, I put orange pill in my old fashioned. <laughs> uh, That's what I love about cruises and vacations. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. <laughs> wake and bake. Uh, or, you know, something like that. Oh. But yeah, when he pulls out the... Uh, 
the old the something about him running around New York in a suit just did not look right. But when he finally like that bitch stole my 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 doll and the Nazis are after her, I gotta I gotta go get back out there and and you know solve the world's problems. You know, fucking puts on the uh, the leather jacket and the, you know Sala shows up at the airport and he's like, I found this under your bed. And it's like, you may need it. And it's like his whip, his hat, and his, his pimp-ass leather jacket. It's like, oh, yeah, India's back, baby. It's like Superman putting on the cape. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely felt this was, you know, Indy getting a new sense of purpose. You know? It's like, what's the point of, you know, being a godfather if, you know, you don't have anything to do with a goddaughter? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's very much like... There's those guys that can't retire, and he's like, he's just like, looks like he's like sitting around just waiting to, to die. Like I'm, I'm not living; I'm just existing at this point. But he's like, all right, there's, there's a uh, you know, weird shit going on. It's time for me to get back out there. And he finally, you know, becomes less of an old man. You know, like she even says, like, I'm not nice fedora. You look two years younger. <laughs> And he did. He did look like once he like got the Indiana Jones outfit on and, and started like getting in fights and That's car chases Disney and fucking shit. with your mind again. It's like oh, he does look a bit bit younger, less uh, less Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and it seems like we're always in like Egypt. Like, we actually got to go to, like, a different country this time. It's like, we're going to, like, uh, Rome and Italy. (laughs) Quick to Sicily. It's always, like, you know, Middle Eastern archaeology that uh, Indiana Jones deals with. And it's like, we're going to a different desert climate. Well, yeah, because the Americas weren't founded. There wasn't a lot of archaeological shit, you know. Our historical artifacts are only like a couple hundred years old. They didn't start till 1776. You already established <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, it's like you got you to gotta go you know, across the pond to get real history. Everything here is like, you know, to only 200 years old. <laughs> you got old earth, and then you got new earth, you know? <laughs> but then again, you know, I mean... Outside of the, you know, globe, back at that, it's like, fucking supercontinent. So it I, makes sense. I do thought it was funny, too, when he bust into the uh, illegal uh, artifact auction. And it's like, the the world has changed, old man. You know, because, <laughs> you know, he pulls out his whip and starts like, you know, Back up! And everybody, you know, starts cracking his whip, and everybody just looks at him, and they all pull out guns. He's like, "Oh shit, this doesn't work anymore." <laughs> my, I, I gotta upgrade my my weaponry. My uh, whip isn't as uh, <laughs> frightening as it once was. I don't know, dude. That's that's either gonna go one or two ways. Either I'm gonna look at it and say, "Hey, it's playtime," or I'm gonna be like, "That motherfucker's legit crazy." Like. <laughs> No, I don't want to be lashed. Uh, yeah, all those dudes is pulling out guns. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's that, where that kind of knowing your thine enemy. I mean, 
And what about some of our, our new characters that have joined the fray? We had, uh, you know, of course, we got to see John Rice Davies as, as Sala again, who's been, you know, in these, hell, everyone else that from like the previous mov- movies are pretty much dead at this point. But he's like, I know, I know a guy who's like a, a diver who, cause this artifact we're looking for, the other half of it has to be like in the ocean. And it's Antonio Banderas as Ronaldo. And it was like, the way he's like, just kind of like fit in there so well that I was like, has he been in like some other movies? Like, cause like I'm looking, I'm like, I'm trying to think cause it's been so long since I've seen like all the other Indiana Jones. And I'm like, did Indiana Jones have a naval friend? So I'm like, I'm like trying to think back and I'm like, no, this is, that's like, I find like halfway through it. I'm like, oh shit, that's any, that's uh, Antonio Banderas. I was like, I, you know, I was like, is it based on a character from a previous movie? But no, apparently there was no previous Ronaldo, but yeah, it was like, yeah, uh, he just fit in this movie so well that it was like, I just assumed he was yeah, like an old it just uh, character. It kind of sucked that no sooner they introduce and they do some cool shit that then he's not in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everybody gets killed by Nazis. Damn Nazis. Oh, and what about uh, our new uh, short round? Because it seems like, you know, there has to be a kid in half of these movies. I don't know. I mean, you know, much like uh, his goddaughter, I was like, all right, you're a bitch and you're just a little punk ass, you know. It's not new shit, but, you know, like his, his character eventually, you know, evolved and... You know, I I, kind of like, you know, his resourcefulness of, you know, pit-pocketing the the bullies and shit, like... (laughs) Yeah, and sitting there, like, his little homemade instrument panel, where he's, like, learning to, you know, know, in the days before uh, flight simulators, like, you know, he's he's just kind of like a a Moroccan street kid, and, like, all the, whatever, pilots that come into this bar in Morocco, he's like, you know, tell me how to fly, and he's, like, friggin', like practice a you know take off and landing with this like homemade instrument panel that he <laughs> and then you know sure enough kid gets to like steal a fucking plane like later in the movie and is like and uh is instrumental <laughs> that's like homeboy's like sleeping in his plane like italian guy wakes up and he's like what the fuck i've been plane jacked <laughs> that guy must have been doing some serious drinking how the fuck do you like sleep through takeoff <laughs> Don't realize somebody's stealing your fucking plane. I, I mean, maybe it was a smooth takeoff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and the, I mean, the kid, too, like, he's the only, he killed the giant fucking Nazi, too. Like, you know, they captured the kid. Uh, I mean, that was pretty smart to put the key in the mouth, like, knowing that big dude, you know, like. Yeah, they handcuffed him to, like, the giant fucker. And, you know. He's a pickpocket. He pickpockets the keys, but then they they end up, you know, f- bridge collapsing because his giant ass can't walk across this rotten wooden bridge. And as they're like, you know, going through a water thing, he like unhooks the handcuffs and hook, then like freaking handcuffs the dude to a grate and just like lets his ass drown. I'm like, kid's fucking gangster. Do we know he drowned? Do we know the Nazi didn't pull the grate? And that's where the next Indiana Jones will pick up. Well, we never did see him again, so I'm assuming he died. 
if you don't see a body. True enough. But hell, man, this guy was like a glorified extra. I don't even think he had any, really many lines. He's just like, you're big as shit, dude. You just stand around and be big as shit. That's, that's your job. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's like fucking Jaws from James Bond. He's just the, the big fucker that shows up and kicks everybody's ass. Yeah, he's probably dead. Yeah, so uh, we get the the dial reassembled and opens up portal. As you do. <laughs> I was just trying to think, like, like you know. That whole scene on the the plane approaching the portal and, you know, Indy's sitting there trying to argue, you know, the, the mathematics mathematics with the damn, you know, head Nazi. Yeah, he's uh, trying to, like, get him from... He's like, hey, dumb... Because he's like... They didn't account for continental trade winds. <laughs> or continental drift was like... Oh, yeah. Because he's like, he's like, wait a minute. Uh, hey, dumbass, like, that hadn't been invented yet when he built this device so your coordinates are going to be off like you're not going to show up where you think you're going to show up and it's like well you show up where you think you're going to show up but when you show up (laughs) yeah so yeah instead of you know showing up at the start of world war ii uh a bunch of nazis show up in 212 bc (laughs) At the Battle of Syracuse, <laughs> when yeah. the Roman legionnaires was invading uh, Sicily. Damn it! They brought their dragons. <laughs> they got dragons, and it's like, yeah, they're like fucking launching like big ass spears and and shit in the at the in, in hitting the plane. Like, oh fuck! Shouldn't they just brought in a Trojan horse? Isn't that how that really played out? <laughs> or was that Greece? That was Trojans, not the Romans. Yeah. That was the Gr- Grecians. The Grecians. Grecian formula. <laughs> That's after 1776, dude. Yeah. I get a pass. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My stomach sucks today, so I get a pass just in general. Be happy I'm here, fucker. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh, and like even before that when they the they I like the uh the fact the underwater shit uh in this movie because every movie we know Indiana Jones hates fucking snakes and we got to put snakes in the damn movie somehow. So they they go down to this, you know, fucking sunken Roman ship to find the the thing that's supposed to like tell you where the other half of the dial is and the ship is full of eels, aka water fucking snakes. <laughs> it's like Dude, every I movie has to fall into the some record kind that of, they uh... taste delicious though. <laughs> every uh <clears throat> every movie has to fall into a bunch of you would think you'd be used to snakes by now. It was like, you know, I've gotten over that yeah, exposure therapy. <laughs> it's like every movie they throw them into a bunch of snakes, and it's like, 
all right, yeah, uh, they're they're not as scary anymore. I, I've survived them, but now it's like, now we got water snakes. <laughs> this was a a poorly missed opportunity for there to be snakes on a plane. Oh damn! <laughs> and snakes on a train. Just everywhere, there's fucking snakes. <laughs> no, they did snakes on a on a train in like the uh, last or. Uh, uh, yeah, well, they should have did it on this film. <laughs> they had snakes on a train, and hold, that was where he first fell in the snake pit, and uh, that's where his fear of snakes <laughs> comes from. I mean, as long as we're doing all this nostalgia shit, I'm like, I'm surprised we didn't get like adult short round show up at some point. I mean, he's a you know he retired from acting for a long time, but now he's like a fucking Oscar winner with uh with a. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once, and he's got some new movie. Didn't I see that Spielberg like was still like something like every year for Christmas doing something for him? I think so. Like there's still like yeah, there's been videos of them like running it, him and uh, Harrison Ford like kind of reuniting at some awards ceremony. But yeah, it'd have been cool to have a a, a short round cameo. Uh, be like I know a guy. <laughs> We've got, you know, we got pretty much all the other uh, former former actors returning. Yeah, it's kind of weird how they, I don't know, maybe conflicts or writing. Maybe everybody <laughs> was on strike. Who knows? Probably because I think this thing got delayed a couple times and, you know, with the plague and all that. So no telling, you know, he may have still been like retired from acting when that shit came out, uh, was filming. I just want to state, like, I've hit, like, a level 7 crash. <laughs> like, all of my energy has, like, just boop. You just pooped it out. <laughs> maybe that's dehydration. Yeah, maybe you should drink some more of your, uh... Yeah, but then I end up back in the house again. We're never going to make it through this episode. <laughs> oh, it's like, record for 20 minutes, pause for 30. <laughs> Next time I'm just not going to pause. I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself while you're pooping. <laughs> uh, just get me one of those, you know, bucket seats. <laughs> yeah, they get, they make that uh, for hunters. It's like a toilet seat that attaches to a five-gallon bucket for when you're camping. We'll just get you one of those, and you can just sit on that through the whole episode. Like, our eyes burned, our nose burns, like... We'll plug up another microphone, you know, mic the toilet, so we get, like, the, the oh, poop dude. audio. <laughs> Five-gallon bucket, you don't need to mic it. It's kind of <laughs> reverberate. Oh. So where do you think this kind of stacks up with the other four films? Because I, I got to say my, my expectations were exceeded. Um you know, they didn't necessarily reinvent the wheel or anything anywhere outside of a little bit of the time travel aspect. It was kind of cool, you know, hearing Indy talk about, well, if I could do this one thing and yada, yada, yada. And he gets to, you know, essentially do that. Yeah, he's like, I want, yeah, I'm tired of like investigating history. I want to see history. And he finally like got to like see history. You know, he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, just completely. Say so he like regained a sense of wonder that he had lost through the the years, where it's like, yeah, you 
who cares about archaeology? And he's like, I'm seeing this shit happen. And I totally, like when they find Archimedes tomb, it's just a skeleton at this point, but the coffin has like propellers on it and the dude's wearing a watch. And I was like, I totally thought that that was not going to be Archimedes in that grave. Like we were going to find out that that's fucking Indiana Jones. That's why he's wearing a watch and all that shit. Because yeah, when they go back and stuff, he you know, he's been shot by the Nazis, and he's like telling the girls like, "No, I, I, there's no reason for me to go back. I want to stay here. I want to see, you know, live history." And she's like, "No, dude, you'll fuck up the timeline. We're not letting you bury out in this shit. You got to you got to go back." Like, and he's like, "Nah." But then having planes, you know, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, all of civilization got wiped out because you introduced bacteria that they had no immunity to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I, I was fully expecting that that was going to be like the twist that he, he stayed behind and the body in that tomb that they found when they found the other half of the thing was was actually going to be him. And then it was going to be like, you know, his watch or whatever that... uh but like no, she, she's like no, I got to do this. You got to let me. St-. She's like, all right, but I got to do this, and he just punches him in the fucking face and drags his ass back to the future. <laughs> it's like no, you're gonna fuck up the timeline. He's got to build his own shit, uh, or this is never gonna work. And we find out too that the whole like the Nazi uh, plot was never gonna work because Archimedes is like no, it's a it's basically because you know talk about. She shows him a card trick earlier in the movie. And she's like, no, the secret is it's not a marked deck. It's a forced card. Like, I make sure you pick the card I want. It's the illusion of choice. And he's, she's like, oh, it's it's a, a fucking marked or a, a forced positive. It's like, doesn't matter where you're trying to go. You're always going to end up here. Because that was Archimedes' plan. Is like, I'm going to send this device out into the future. And hopefully future people will come and save us from uh, this Roman attack. And... So they pretty much did. The Nazis showed up and they're like, oh, fuck, they're shooting at us with giant arrows. Let's like, you know, fucking strafe these motherfuckers. <laughs> Still got shot down, but they, you know, scared off, you know, scared the fucking, you know, Navy at least enough to, for uh, Sicily to uh, <laughs> survive for a while. How does that not fuck up a timeline, though? Oh, maybe it always already happened. Maybe it did fuck up the timeline, but we're living that fucked up timeline. It was always meant to be. Fucking, that's why time See, travel yeah, just, t- t- just fucking way too much fuckery with time travel. Like, anything is plausible. There's no real laws. Like, <laughs> But, uh, here's how this kind of stacks up with the previous movies. It was like, yeah, I went in kind of expectations low. Uh, and... It was a good movie. It was... I mean, it's not as... Like, there were times where I was like, all right, come on, we need to pick up the pace. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see Indy back doing Indy things. We got the cool, like, tuk-tuk car chase through the streets of Morocco, which was pretty cool. And we got the horse chase through Manhattan. We got our epic, you know... The train train fights and shit. So, yeah... There, there was those typical Indiana Jones action sequences, but yeah, they seemed a lot more spaced out. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of like you know downtime between big action sequences. You know, because well, old man can't do that much action anymore. <laughs> 
But, but I, I mean, what action was there, though, I, I thought was... Yeah, it was... Pretty good, you know? I mean, and, and that's the thing, like... I don't think it was as good as the original three films, but it was better than Crystal Skull. It was yes. at least an enjoyable experience. I didn't have too many negatives about it, other than, like, said some, there was some pacing issues here and there, but... But, uh, and, like, the whole, like, kind of turning him into a grumpy old man, uh, uh, ruining his happy ending from the previous film, but, but they kind of fixed that. Eventually. Yeah, 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 I mean, they they sort of bring it full circle, and, you know, um, I don't know, I mean, you know, like, the the goddaughter absolutely could have just been a bitch and you could have wrote her off, but you know yeah, she, she sort of you know came out full to have circle. A and, and be you a know good she's like, you know when the the kids like, well it's always about you know the money and blah blah blah. I'm like, no, it's not always about the money. Like, yeah, because they could have definitely left his ass a couple times, but no, she end up sticking with him and. You know, and the same for the kid, too. Like, you know, I mean, when the big German dude, you talked about that and shit, and, you know, he, you know, hijacks a plane to kind of, you know, go after Indy. I mean, he could have tucked tail and, you know, went yeah, wherever even, at that point. Even like, when they were in the uh, catacombs trying to find the, the grave and stuff, like, uh, he, he shows up and grabs her and, she, you know, she's like, we got to save Indy. He's like, I know, that's where I'm going. Like, you know, she was like, you know. Both of them were kind of on the same page, but she expect you know him to follow the kind of the bad lessons she had taught him previously, and she's like, he's like, no, we, we're not gonna like leave him. We gotta go, we gotta go save him. You know, and it was kind of the same for you know, Indy too, where you know like, ah shit, dude's name. Uh, Which one, the kid or uh... no? Um, back at the beginning of the film when they're you know. Dude that gets obsessed with the dial. And oh, uh, Shaw. Uh... Basil Shaw, uh, played by Toby Jones. Yeah. Come on, Basil. <laughs> yeah, Basil. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, Indy's character just, you know, kind of shitting all over, you know, Basil, in a sense, it's like, no, he just became so obsessed with this thing, and I didn't even, you know, bother reading his notes, and blah, 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 and, you know, like, you know, I think it took Indy to realize, like, oh, shit, you know? I was like, a shitty friend, and I didn't yes. take care of his daughter once he passed, but then, you know, he was kind of wrapped up in his own shit, because he had lost a child, and his wife was you know in the process of leaving him and he was just like i got too much on my plate dude i can't deal with your crazy bullshit instead of being the good friend and showing up and taking care of his goddaughter you know he his neglect kind of turned her into this street yeah. criminal <laughs> exactly you know so i think all in all like it got brought back full circle and ended on a high note you know um yeah cuz once i you was Wakes up in his apartment and she's like taking him home and patched him up and he's like why'd you why didn't you just leave me there like uh like what do i why am you know what do i have back here and she's like oh you got things and like you know she's there with the kid and then sala comes in with all his kids and shit and and then marion shows back up and she's like he's like what are you doing here he's like well heard you got shot and uh sala said you were back She's like, are you back, Indy? So I'm like, 
through this whole time, his kind of version of the story was that she was inconsolable and he didn't know how to deal with it. And that's why they split up. But I think it was the other way around where he stopped being the adventurous person that she fell in love with and became this grumpy old man who was like sad and mad at the world. And she's like, no, I want my indie back. And I've heard it, you know, rekindled your spirit so I'm, I'm you know coming back to to check in on you which you know it must have been like he was the one that was inconsolable and she didn't know what to do about it so i they all go out for ice cream and indy like you know gets to make out with it and you see him like reach out the window and grab the fedora off the off the uh clothing line it's like oh yeah indy's back <laughs> probably not physically because he's old as shit now and I don't know if they're going to make another movie but uh, in, in the spirit of, of things uh, India's back and maybe there'll be a book or something you know because uh, yeah I, I don't see them rebooting no I don't think a reboot would make sense and I mean that was kind of the thing you know about Indiana Jones too is you know, it's not a consecutive, you know, sort of timeline. It's just, hey, here's this adventure. Now we're on yeah, to Yeah, all the... these movies, you can kind of jump in on an Indiana Jones movie. And there's yeah. references to previous stuff, but they're all pretty much self-contained adventures. There's not, like, cliffhangers that, like, oh, my God, i got to see the next movie to see what happens. Or I don't know what the fuck's going on because I didn't see the previous three or four films. Each of kind of... So if you've not seen the previous Indiana Jones, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you, like, a child... They're all on Disney Plus now, so you can catch up if you need to. But yeah, you could jump in and see this movie without having to like see the rest of them. Like I said, pretty much they're all like fairly self-contained adventures. I mean, this one does have a lot of references to the past, but it's not. But I think I think the, the references story. to the past were for the nostalgia for the folks of the the, the franchise that know the past. Yes. Yeah, we're you know, and hell, we got current. Past, though. I mean, they, we had that whole like, you know. So I don't know. Maybe set up the the story of the rest of the movie at the beginning. Maybe of the movie. Indy really didn't need a a passing of the torch. You know, I mean, now we've got, you know, his goddaughter in play. We've got you know the kid in play. Like House Party know, Three. What? Uh. Maybe <laughs> maybe you know. She maybe she this is a, the gateway to their stories yeah, moving get, uh, forward, you know, and, you know, as they reminisce about, you know, the great Indiana Jones and shit like that, you know, maybe, maybe we get some cameos or something, you know, I, I don't know. Our, I mean, I would say they could probably do a prequel, but they did that with the TV series, like the young Indiana Jones adventures. Yeah. I think this is one that's kind of like, leave this shit alone. <laughs> Maybe in twenty years we're we're, you, we're back on that high note again. Yeah, like maybe in like you know twenty years you you can when you know, all of us original fans are you know senile, you can <laughs> you can make a new Indiana Jones for a new generation. But right now it's like nah, this is the this is a good, good ending. Yeah. But do you think like you know you alluded to like all right, Indy's back. You know we're going against the Nazis and stuff like that. Like. Dude, we're like, there's about to be a whole lot of people that 
don't even know how relevant that is or anything else. <laughs> like, they know, you know, the Iraq War. That was their war. Like, yeah. Do we get to like, and not not you know Desert Storm Iraq. You know, like two thousand and you know post nine eleven Iraq. That would be interesting because so much of kind of the war on terror has taken place in that Middle Eastern area where a lot of, you know, history and archaeology happens. Do we get like the modern version of Indiana Jones where it's an archaeologist like in the middle of the fucking war on terror trying to like find, you know, the Holy Grail and having to dodge a fucking Al-Qaeda and shit? a new indie for a new era. It's like Indiana Jones. Great. Well, he couldn't have any grandkids. I don't think cause you know, his son died, but God grandkids. <laughs> Shaw's Shaw has some, has some babies and we get to, you know, this is, this is a, you know, young Henry Jones Shaw named after uh, my, my godfather who's now uh fucking trying to dig up bones in the middle of Iraq, dodging Al Qaeda and shit. I just don't know that it would have the same feel. Nah, I think it's like there's certain movies you just need that kind of old. I mean, well, they've kind of done that with. Uh, I mean, because that was the thing, dude. Tomb like, Raider. War Tomb Raiders are modern Indiana. World War Two literally was, you know, a global changing. That wasn't just, ah, uh, well, you know, the Nazis, you know. Um, there was the attack on Pearl Harbor, and that's what, you know, got us brought into World War Two and stuff. Like, you know, that was one of those truly, like, you know, Al-Qaeda, you know, do they really have the power to try to, you know, establish a global dominance? Not so much. Uh, maybe you're right. It's just not, not big enough uh, a threat for... Uh, and like I said, we've... The Tomb Raider movies have been basically modern Indiana Jones. <laughs> Give us another one of those movies if you if you get nostalgic for an indie style film. Do love a good Lara Croft. I mean, although the the games were far better than the the films. <laughs> Did you ever see the new new one? I don't think so. It was fairly decent. I mean, it was based on the newer games where it's a younger Lara Croft, but they only made one of those. I'm surprised there's not. I mean, yeah, I remember the old uh, Angelina Jolie ones, but yeah, the the new one wasn't wasn't uh, half bad. I think I finally watched it on streaming one time, but yeah, I didn't see it when it was in theaters. So, what do you think of uh, Heaven and Hell, or I guess the Hell Cigar we had? <laughs> it was good. Um, I think I still prefer the Leaf or the Superfly. Um, wasn't a bad cigar. It just you know there there wasn't a big transition or anything else. You know, it was. It was pretty solid. Yeah, like, the, like it just of... maintained the same sort of flavor profile with that earthy, you know, the, the, the spice was good, the flavor was good. Um, I would have just liked to, you know, seen some more complexity and, you know, I mean, that's that's one of the things that I love about a cigar that transitions as you smoke it and everything else. It's just like, ooh. I'm kind of interested if we could find the other cigar and see how it 
the flavor with it being the same binder, same fillers, but that different wrapper leaf. See how much the flavor profile changes from this one to the the other one with you know all things being the same. But we've we've done that experiment so many times. You know, I get it. The wrapper is like people look at the length of the cigar and they think that's where their flavor is, but yeah, your wrapper is like yeah, you know, the filler is there to like some of the flavor profile and also be a burn and and strength and shit, but 80% of the flavor comes from whatever your wrapper leaf is. So I bet that other cigar even though it's same internally smokes completely different than than this one i'd be curious to try it so yeah i didn't notice i, I just saw these i didn't notice if he, if he had the uh the other ones or not uh it didn't catch I... my eye but i didn't you know necessarily peruse the entire shelf because i never tried that they came out with a lighter version of the superfly too that had a different wrapper See, um, i really dug I've, the I've never, superfly so, as it was like yeah, to me i and I, i'm never a, like kind of a light leaf smoker so i've never i've never tried the connecticut version of the the superfly but that's another one too that if you want to see how a wrapper leaf can change the flavor profile you can get uh one of each out of out of those as well but i think that's all we got for you this week uh we'll be right back with some science What you gonna do, brothers and sisters, when thousands of geeky fans descend on Atlanta for five days and nights of the grandest con of them all? You can prepare by training, eating your vitamins, saying your prayers, and checking out the Dragon Con Report each and every month leading up to the show. Watch or listen and let Dragon Con Mania run wild on you! Welcome back. It's time for some science. We gonna learn some shit today. Yeah, I've already read a couple of your headlines. I'm <laughs> not too. Uh, why are you looking at my face right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get there because I look for the weirdest freaking science articles. First of all, old person smell is a real thing, and this is why it happens. Apparently, someone studied. Why old people smell? <laughs> like, does it just have to do with, like, skin and stuff breaking down, or...? Apparently, uh, 
yeah, a, a study done in 2012 uh, to see if humans are able to tell if someone is young or old based on smell alone. People spend weird-ass money on, like, the oddest fucking scientific studies. Like, what? Who cares? What is the... <laughs> Why is this something that we uh, uh, we uh, need to know? Uh, in the study, researchers collected the body odors of different age groups by asking them to wear T-shirts in bed for five nights without underarm with underarm pads to soak up their sweat. These pads were then cut up and placed into jars, where lucky volunteers aged between twenty and thirty got to sniff said jars and uh, rate the pleasantness of the smell and estimate the donor's age. Uh, basically this experiment suggests that akin to other animals, humans are able to discriminate age based on body odor alone and that the effect is mediated mainly by body odors emitted by individuals of old age. So it's like, they're not necessarily like, Oh, I can smell this person's, uh, 20, but it's like, Oh, this is definitely from an old person. Uh, is that from all the years of arthritic cream? <laughs> Just getting absorbed. Yeah, you know, they did say the uh, odor uh, that uh, younger people considered to be fairly neutral and not very unpleasant. Uh, sensory neuroscientist and senior author on the paper, John Lundstrom, said uh, this was surprising given the popular concept of old age odors as disagreeable. However, it's possible that other sources of body odors, such as skin, breath, may have different qualities. Uh, a separate study found that it basically... Uh, unsaturated aldehyde uh, was um, basically created from lipids on the skin, which increases people age. So I guess like a certain fat cells start to break down as you're, as you age. And that's why old people get that uh, distinctive uh, mothbally smell <laughs> that we, we all know. And uh, kind of the theory on why, we kind of detect that it's kind of like, um, in animals and we're big, dumb animals as we, as we know, it's, it's kind of, uh, how they find good mates. So someone who is older, uh, younger people can detect that and they wouldn't be good for reproduction purposes. You're like, nah, this one, this one smells a little past their prime. I can't, uh, can't mate with that when that's why we're I guess younger people are so sensitive to the older people smell <laughs> good to know Gosh. and speaking of things that that smell bad uh, they're trying to make drones out of dead birds taxidermy bird drones for science and this kind of I mean, there's a huge conspiracy theory that birds aren't real anyway, that all birds are drones and they're just used by the government to spy on us. That's a, if you follow down the conspiracy uh, theory rabbit hole, the fact that you know birds are all fake, uh, kind of just uh, might make those people a little more like, told y'all fuckers birds weren't real. We got some, some goddamn robot birds. So basically, yeah, scientists... Uh, For some reason, I just can't get, like, the the birds from Resident Evil out of my head. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so basically, scientists uh, wanting to study migratory patterns of birds, because apparently, you know, 
migrating birds fly in a V formation, swapping positions within the V so that each bird takes a turn uh, carrying the worst of the burden. However, the exact choreography and decision-making that goes into the marathon uh, has evaded scientists' understanding because any kind of thing we use to try to get near them, like helicopters or actual drones that, you know, that make a lot of noise disturbs the, the animals and we're unable to observe them. So basically, uh, one scientist, uh, has decided creating a naturalistic spy to enter the fold is easier this said than done. According to Dr. Mostava Hassalian and his team at New Mexico tech. So they are basically taking, uh, taxidermied bird parts and trying to attach them to a drone that would be able to like flap wings and fly like a bird instead of your traditional kind of quadcopter drones that they think will be able to blend into the uh <laughs> the bird yeah, environment to I've I've study. learned that drones are quite the nuisance like you know just hear the you know hum of you know the 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 rotors and stuff like yeah but they can build a rotor free zone that that actually like you know kind of flaps its wings like an actual bird that would probably be much quieter than your regular uh quadcopters or you know mavic pros and those noisy bastards so what you're saying is uh everybody get your bird shot ready <laughs> yeah fucking there's like a uh for some reason everyone's like been shooting a whole lot more birds uh normally than uh because everyone's like, bad for the dogs. We're, we're getting like spied shoot on. down a bird drone, and the dogs like <laughs> fucking breaks a tooth, <laughs> you know. Fucking duck hunter, like like brings back a goddamn it. It's another one of them uh, taxidermy drones. Well, Florida, which is America's Australia, <laughs> we've captured the largest ever Burmese python in Florida. Big goddamn snake. Apparently, to this point. Yeah. Uh, Burmese pythons are a... Uh, not natural to Florida, so they are a... Nuisance species, an invasive species. Uh, somebody probably brought some pets back in the day that escaped. Uh, so hunters can... As long as they... Whatever... Uh, you're good to kill snakes as long as you do it ethically. Well... A hunter recovered a the current record python, which is 19.3 foot long. The previous uh, snake caught in 2020 was 18.75 feet long. Fucking 19 foot python. <laughs> That's a big snake. That is a big damn snake, but not the heaviest snake. The uh, uh the record for heaviest snake uh, were while this one uh, uh only weighed 125 pounds a uh, female 18 foot python caught last year weighed in at 215 pounds. Dude, like, could you like at that point you're alligator wrestling this thing? Like you are wrestling. You know, I mean, I've lost a lot of weight. But that snake almost weighs as much as I do now. <laughs> I mean, and it's got a, a lot of height on you, <laughs> and a lot of fucking muscle mass too. Because I mean, that's pretty much all a snake is—one fucking eighteen-foot muscle. 
Like that's that's gonna be a hell of a fight. Like I don't I don't know. Uh, yeah, you better be shooting that motherfucker. Or, Florida man, <laughs> Florida man, high on meth, res, uh, wrestling a, a, a fucking two hundred pound uh, python. Wee doggy. <laughs> I'd s- pay to see it. Florida man. I mean, uh, yeah, you get gator wrestling. I haven't seen a lot of python wrestling. Who do you bet on, Florida, uh, Florida man uh, versus Python? Florida man sober versus Florida man on meth. Oh, meth out, Florida man, absolutely. I, th- I think he has the edge. I think I think because he, he would probably just bite the snake. I mean, well, like, dude, you b- bite me, motherfucker. You're methed out, like you know, <laughs> whatever. I mean, they be hey, I lose an arm, I lose a leg. Shit. You know, you're not even gonna feel it. You know, he'll keep powering through. Oh, did you see that? Speaking of Florida man, you see that video? The dude got hit. There was a I forget where it was at. There's somewhere in Florida. There's a bar that has a pond out back, and dude got his arm bit off by a gator, and like. People come out of the bar and he's just like walking around, like kind of in it. And they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Looking for my arm." Goddamn gator took my arm. And they're like, "Dude, like, like sit the fuck down. Let's throw a tourniquet on you." He's just out there, like, just completely out of his gourd, like trying to figure out where where his fucking arm went. <laughs> I don't know what it takes to get be in that kind of a mind frame, but you know that's always my argument when people are like, "Well, they should have just tased him." And like, yeah, they did three times. It did nothing. <laughs> like. You know, this isn't uh, Hollywood. Like, tasers don't just instantly, you know, drop, you know, people on certain substances. Yeah, Florida man's closest we got to real zombies. Uh, well, speaking of large snakes, <laughs> new study finds that you can tell a person's penis size by looking at their face. My Again, whole face why? Why looks, is this the thing that we've studied? <laughs> looks like a penis. Uh... Yes, uh, a team in 2021 uh, studied noses and genitals of fresh corpses to determine if big nose equals big hose. And I didn't make that up. That is from this article. <laughs> uh, yes, forensic scientists uh, wanted to study the old adage that uh, a big nose indicates a uh, big penis. Uh, researchers looked at 126 male corpses... Uh, from April 2015 to March of 2019, all cadavers were in their 30s to 50s, and their post-mortem, con- post- yeah, post-mortem was conducted within three days of their death before any major decom- decomposition could take place. The study uh, uh, team took measurements of body's height, weight, length, and circumference, and uh, also weight of their cojones, for some reason. And, uh, they found a correlation between size of nose and size of wang. But what if you're a grower and not a shower? Well, apparently, since you can't induce an erection in a uh, corpse, scientists uh, stretched said uh, wang to simulate what it would be at its fully uh, extended length. How do you get that fucking job? Uh, hey, Pete, we want you to go to the the morgue and, you know, stretch dead guy penises and get measurements for science. All right, I'm still looking for my arm, though. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, can I be on the nose measuring team? I don't want to be on the penis stretching team. <laughs> uh, but in uh, another, they did find while there was a correlation between nose size and stretched penis length, there was no uh, correlation between nose size and ball weight. So 
just because you got a big nose, you may not have uh, big nuts. Study, study hard in school, kids, and someday you can be a penis stretcher for science. <laughs> oh, I have spent too much time on the internet. That's all I got for you this week. <laughs> we will be right back with some news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. Gonna go ahead and jump into it with some trailers that were released. Uh, up first is a uh, little franchise uh, named Star Wars, but they've uh, given us our Asaka live action trailer. AKA Rebels, like season six or whatever. <laughs> like we're getting everybody from Star Wars Rebels in there. I mean, which I don't think is a bad thing. You know, I mean, Rebels was, you know, right up there before, you know, they started doing the, the one-off series and stuff on Disney Plus. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the tie-ins. It looks badass in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, some of the animated stuff was like hell better written than the last, like, three main movies we've gotten so uh yeah this this looks freaking awesome i mean we've already seen uh ahsoka in the mandalorian but uh, seeing uh sabine wren and you know a live action grand admiral thrawn is going to be fucking awesome i can't wait i know you've always been a huge fan of uh the thrawn yeah i mean disney like the movies have not been great, but the Star Wars, like, TV they've been doing is, like, all that shit feels like Star Wars. Uh, it, like, uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm, can't wait to see what this, this shit is, is all about. Maybe we'll even get Chopper. What? Bring me to the Chopper? No, the little, the little, they're fucking droid. <laughs> Straight up murder bot. I mean, I'm okay with. I mean, dude, the Daleks of Doctor Who. I mean, you know, those were murder bots, and I, I love me a good murder bot as long as it's not <laughs> trying to murder me. But uh, yeah, folks can uh, tune in to Disney Plus starting on August 23rd, and. Uh, are they going to drop a season, or is this going to be one of those, like... It's Disney Plus. It's probably week to week. I mean, that's the way uh, uh, Secret Invasion has been so far. It's Yeah, so it's another one of those you're going to wait till it's all out and then marathon it in a couple days. <laughs> I got to say, Secret Invasion has been interesting I don't so know, far. man. With my schedule, I, I think my days of waiting on a full season are kind of, you know... It's a lot easier for me to get an hour here or an hour there versus. Well, you're four episodes, three or four episodes behind on Secret Invasion, so uh, get caught up. Uh, I think there's only two more episodes, two or three more episodes of that. Secret Invasion. Oh, that's the Marvels. Yeah, the uh, Nick Fury series. Okay. Currently, uh, currently playing. Has it been pretty good or? It's it's pretty. It's more of like a spy drama set in the Marvel universe. It's, it's very, uh, very different than what they've kind of previously done. I, I like how with the, not necessarily the movies, but the series stuff they've been doing, each one's kind of been a different 
genre of uh of movie or show and this one's very much like kind of gritty spy drama they just happen to be aliens and fucking superheroes and shit which is pretty fucking cool Uh, i'm okay with that i like all of those things well um maybe not so much anymore but you know i know you're a fan of chocolate 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 (laughs) all the chocolate you ever seen that movie? <laughs> I don't know if I have or not. I think it has Johnny Depp in it. I don't know. I had to watch it in a class in college. It was weird. <laughs> I was like, why are y'all calling it Chocolat? It's fucking chocolate, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Aluminium. Aluminum. You know? Yeah, fucking tomato, tomato. Pronunciations. But yeah, we uh, got our, our Wonka prequel trailer. Goddamn, do we really trailer. need a third fucking Willy Wonka movie? <laughs> I mean, fucking Timothy Chalamet is like, uh, isn't everything though. Yeah. Didn't get enough of him in the Doom and, or not Doom, Dune. <laughs> Wonka goes to Doom because when a hell portal opens, you need chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, so we're getting a, a Willy Wonka prequel and and even introduced to our first uh, Oompa Loompa. <laughs> it at least looks like an Oompa Loompa. The, the fucking Johnny Depp Oompa Loompas were Yeah, they did not looking. look like uh, Oompa Loompas at all, but I don't know. I was like, I, I was with you. I was like, do we really need another one? And then I saw the trailer and I was like, eh, there might be something to this. Like, just, you know, being magical whimsical you know pre-christmas like family shit that you know i wonder if they'll have another uh fucking acid trip uh boat scene to like give kids nightmares uh probably (laughs) as you should if it's a willy wonka movie yeah (laughs) there's gotta be some weird acid trip sequence did you ever see this paddington movie that this director no made... i mean i remember seeing the trailers and stuff for it but i'm, yeah, I'm trying it's... to remember the trailer and i don't I'm, I'm familiar with paddington bear but yeah i did not watch any of the uh the live action <laughs> movies of it but you know i mean this this kind of you know going more toward you know the gene wilder version of wonky or the Wonka for wonky. Yeah, Johnny Depp's Wonka was it was a little wonky. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Tim Burton's got a, you know, he's got his own artistic creativity <laughs> and style and everything else like um Yeah, this does so. look a little more Gene Wilder-esque. Although this this kind of broke the mantra of trailers though. Like, most of your recent trailers, you have some, like, chopped up classic rock song, (laughs) you know? Like, this did not have that. Yeah, it was all whimsical and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. I wonder if Violet still turns Violet in this one. Oh, wait, this is a prequel, so, you know, this will probably be, you know. We did see people floating, so it's kind of like fizzy lifting drink. (laughs) Oh, uh, why did that never exist? I know, man. I, w- I wanted some candy that makes me fly. Oh, well, but, yeah, it does exist. It's called uh, pot brownies. <laughs> I 
I, I mean, those tend to just or THC s- gummies, yeah, it's you like, know, sink into a couch or something somewhere. I never really felt like flying. You, you don't actually fly. You just kind of think you're <laughs> you are. Dude, I just zonk Can't out. Feel my body. But yeah, December fifteenth. You know, folks can uh, see Wonka in uh, theaters. Wonka, Wonka, Wonka. Yeah. And, uh, you know, check out the segue. So, after speaking so much about chocolate, if you're left with a little bit of a sweet tooth... Ah. Uh, uh, see where you're going there. The uh, Peacock series. Our second favorite murderous clown. Ah, uh, yes. Um, has tried to do something with a video game franchise that... Despite its up and downs, every time a new, you know, twisted metal is introduced, I just feel like I gotta get it to try it out. Dong, 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 dong. Some are better than others. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about the uh, the teaser trailer for Twisted Metal, but we finally got our full length trailer, and it looks just as batshit as the game. Even though, like, I'm like, how do you do a movie about a game that? It's just like cars, but well, I mean, in the the like, latter games, like in people to it, you know, starting with like, like Twisted Metal Black and stuff like like they started giving drivers backgrounds and trying to incorporate, you know, a little bit of a a story, if you will, into the game. I mean, I'm sure the the older games, as much as I love to play them. Like, had two lines of dialogue, you know, for the story, and then after that it was just... Yeah, so apparently Anthony Mackie's character is, uh, you know, in this world of Twisted Metal, people lived in walled-off cities, and all the outlaws are out there in between cities just, you know, fucking up everything. And But it's, you know, there's basically uh, transporters who uh, deliver things between the walled cities and have to deal with all the craziness that's out there in the real world. And Anthony Mackie, AKA the milkman is trying to make a delivery through, uh, Las Vegas where he's got to deal with sweet tooth and other murderous car driving maniacs. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some, you know, additional folks introduced or whatever, but I mean, I don't know. I always love playing Axel. And I always love Mr. Grimm, you know, on his damn motorcycle, uh, yeah. trying to wreak havoc. Yeah, it's like, it's been so long since I've played those games. Like, yeah, Sweet Tooth is the only one that really, like, stands out in my mind. I can't remember, like, the other the So other Axel characters. was, you know... Yeah, just, he was the dude that just was, like, had... He was, like, a man, but with giant, like, monster truck tires. <laughs> he was, like, some kind of, like, cyborg thing. Yeah, so... I, I don't know, you know. I mean, this looks like it, it might be a fun, you know. I mean, from the teaser trailer, just Sweet Tooth singing fucking thong song. Just <laughs> you know, Speaking of trailers with uh, nostalgic music, I mean, we have a lot of 90s uh, hip-hop in, uh, in, the, in the trailers we've gotten so far. Ooh, that trailer so scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you can check out Twisted Metal on Peacock starting July 27th. America. America. 
And just like your, you know, everyday drivers, sometimes you just got to try to squash a bug. <laughs> that that did not segue as well. No. Yeah. Oh, well. There was an attempt. Some are more successful than others. <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about this. So we, we got our final trailer for Blue Beetle, which is kind of weird because they keep calling it a scarab. And I think, you know... Egyptian scarabs, but apparently it's a beetle, so... Aren't scarabs beetles? I don't know. Are they? I think so. Uh, Maybe fall in the same family. Uh, but yeah, this is ba- a new... Scarab just sounds so much more badass, <laughs> like blue scarab. A new uh, DC uh, superhero movie. Um, I mean, I don't really even know if it's superhero or, like... I mean, because there's a lot of fuckery before we get to the hero part. But it stars the the guy from... uh, It's a DC property, which DC movies have not been great so far, with a few rare exceptions. So I'm kind of cautious. I don't know if I'll see this one in theaters, but I'll probably see it eventually. But on the other hand, it's got... uh, the kid from uh, Cobra Kai, I like him, and it also has uh, oh, was it was it George Lopez? Yeah, and he's funny as shit too. Is oh yeah. So it's like, based on the trailer, it looks really cool and probably has some funny moments, but it's a DC movie, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been some. That, there's been plenty. Uh, we've been seeing nice trailers and then watch the movie and be like, oh, this is not great <laughs> but if anything those not great experiences have taught me go with a low expectation and anything above that's a w yeah a few of them i've waited till they hit uh max and they've been fun to watch but yeah i don't know if i wanted to spend money to see them in theaters yeah i was i was shocked dude i went to the theater you know the other day for indiana jones that ticket and an IC and it was like 20 bucks just for myself and that was a matinee I was like holy crap that's why I don't do theaters anymore plus I have to you know be there with other people (laughs) yeah being at a theater with other people a lot of times you know (laughs) kind of annoys me like granted I went at like 10 o'clock on a Saturday so there's like four other folks so that wasn't bad at all but you know, inevitably you get the family where it's like, okay, we're doing a family trip to the theater and, you know, the parents want to see the film and the other three teenagers are just constantly sitting there playing on their phones, Snapchatting the entire time. And <laughs> So I hate the summer. During, like, the school year, I can go on, like, a Tuesday night and there's, like, nobody there. <laughs> and I can be the gr- my grumpy old man and be like, ah, I'm here by myself, ain't got to deal with none of these damn kids. But during the summer, it's like no matter what day you go, it's, like, full of people. I don't understand. Where did theaters and dates associated? Like, let's go to a place where we can't see each other. We can't, you know, interact with each other. I mean. Well, back in the day, we just went there to make out. That's, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I get going the- there for the for the dark aspect, but, you know, that's that's about the only reason I Popcorn ever- bucket hand jobs. Uh, is that the bottom of the popcorn? Nope, that's my dick. <laughs> Did you see the size of my nose? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear God. Well, um, 
I don't know how much longer we're going to continue doing news um, with all of the writer strikes and everything else, um, but I did see that we will be getting no further information regarding uh, Deadpool 3 um, until the strike concludes. So um, production, you know, is officially shut the fuck down. Yeah, the writers have been striking for a while, and now the uh, CGA or whatever, the Screen Actors union they've all gone on strike too which you know we just complained about having to be with people as we're getting ready to go to dragon con and there's we've heard nothing official about whether or not the heard we've heard conflicting reports we've not heard anything out of dragon con well yet. i mean i think that's always going to be the but, case like yeah, so far like yeah there's some rumors like, oh, celebrities aren't going to be able to do conventions as but, part I of mean, the strike. And then other ones Dragon say, oh, they... Con is a little bit of a different convention they because They can it's... do conventions as long as they're not promoting upcoming work. Yeah, so it's like the... Like I said, we've not heard any kind of like official thing from Dragon Con. We've not heard anything about guest cancellations. So we'll still see. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about Dragon Con is it is a fan-run convention. It's not, you know, yeah, an like industry like San, San Diego. Diego where they're going to represent, like, upcoming projects and tell you about what's on on the horizon where it's like, you know, most people at Dragon Con here talk about shit they did 20 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, I, I will say that up to this point, at least we did finally fucking get to see Deadpool with fucking Wolverine and his classic, oh, yeah, totally you know. Right. Like, we finally get to see, like, the the fucking bright-ass yellow uh, 90s cartoon and, and comic uh, version of Wolverine. So I am don't know when this shit will ever come out because of all of the things going on now, but that... I cannot wait to see fucking Wolverine in a Deadpool movie. It's yes. Be dope. Absolutely. Any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share with the folks at home? Uh, that's all we got for you. We already talked about uh, our kind of Dragon Con uh, stuff. Of course, we'll be there yet again. Hopefully, other people will be there. If not, we'll just interview ourselves. We're, we have plenty of experience doing that. Uh Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. Get your energy rings at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code CigarNerds. Get your shirts at Real Men Smoke Cigars. I just ordered a bunch of new Cigar Nerd shirts. Hopefully they'll be here before Dragon Con. Uh, and uh, check us out on the Instagram, the YouTube, the Twitter, the Facebooks, at CigarNerdPod or at CigarNerdPodcast. And with that, it should belong in a museum. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.